your authentic resource for everything Mexican. Blonde in Mexico with Danielle Keel. Blonde in Mexico. This is Danielle, blonde in Mexico, <laughs> coming to you from Mexico City. Um, I am here today with my lovely, lovely friend Scarlett and our two dogs here at our feet. It's We have some chihuahua power going on here. I'm so, so excited to have her as my guest. Um, she is one of my closest peeps here. She's so talented. She has her little bohemian hipster art Ugh, it's just amazing, her vibe, and uh, you look at her and she's smiling, even if she's not smiling. <laughs> um, she is a successful working artist here in Mexico City, American, uh, moved from New York, um, and I'm so excited to get you guys the scoop from her eyes. And so, yeah, how are you, Scarlett? Hello, hello. What a pleasure and honor to be here with Blonde in Mexico. I in mean. La Mera, Ciudad de Mexico. <laughs> the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Cheers. Salud. We, do, we are having some afternoon white wine. Don't tell anyone. It's been a stressful day. It's like we're in Tuscany. It's great. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, anyway... I was hoping you could tell us a little bit about your background because I love the story and I think it's so interesting. Um, just where did you grow up and your parents and grandparents, where are they from? Yeah, well, let me tell you all about it. <laughs> I am Chicana, uh, Mexican-American. I was born and raised in the States and now I'm here rediscovering my roots here in Mexico City. I was born in the border town of El Paso, Texas. My grandmother was born in Juarez. I grew up in San Diego, another Ciudad Frontera. Uh, and Frontera is a border, for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, y'all are going to learn some Spanish in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after studying art history at UC Santa Barbara, I moved to New York and worked in the fashion industry uh, for almost 10 years, doing everything from window displays to styling to fashion week uh, production and also worked at nightclubs by night and <laughs> waitress really any, by night, any, any way, window dresser by day, any way to get by so I could steal a few minutes during the day to work on my art and keep the lights on. So cool. I love that story. I wish I knew you when you were there. Oh, I bet you were tired, but I bet you were you were so much fun. I kind so of have fun. amnesia from all of it. I don't think I slept in yeah. ten years living in 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 New York. It yeah, was, that's so fun. It was great. It was it was a fun time. Oh, I'm so glad. So, how'd you end up in San Diego from um, from being born in El Paso? My family was well. My parents are very young. I'm the firstborn, and they're super wanderlust travelers. My dad was tired of the desert, tired of the mountains, tired of dust, and always dreamt about living by the beach. And him and my mom decided to move to San Diego on a hope and a dream. And, uh, and it's really great. It was a really incredible place to grow up and stay in touch with my Mexican side, but also 
discover my bohemian side. I yeah. learned to surf. I was just going to say that. Is that where you learned to surf? Yes. Scarlett is a super rad surfer. You guys have no idea. Shredding. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, in San Diego, um, I worked on my shredding skills and I also had a super goofy job working at SeaWorld in San Diego. <laughs> Don't know if you knew about that. I didn't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was my first job. I was so anxious to get my worker's permit at age 15 and I paid my mom to drive me to work um, because she was so angry that I put another thing on her to-do list, but I had a job and I couldn't drive and I had to get from central San Diego to, to SeaWorld. And my first job at age 15 was face painting, henna tattoos, and your name on rice. No. how do you do your name on rice? It is a total scam. <laughs> how does it work? Oh my gosh, you're crushing dreams, I bet. <laughs> It's a total scam, but it's awesome. Uh, anybody that has a crazy pulse and a lot of patience, you just stick a piece of rice inside of some silly putty and with a fine point marker, write your name. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now. I mean, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. No, seriously, that's really exciting. <laughs> if it could be in your font, that would be even better. So okay. I'll give you some time to work on my, it. My fonts have developed since age 15. <laughs> No, but if you could get it on some rice, that would be <laughs> that would be pretty cool. So, okay, fast forward, you moved to New York to live the high life and 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 parade around, I'm sure, after your disco naps and parties and mm-hmm. window displaying and everything. Exactly. And then how did you decide to move to Mexico? I mean, I know most of the story and I love it and I would really like you to elaborate because it is a super cool story. And yeah, yeah. you know, you just did it and um it's totally working. So Tell us, tell us, yeah, tell us. Yes, I, I love sharing this story. It's it's a classic story of really just following your heart. There was no logic to it. Nothing about it really made sense. I didn't have anything official here other than a super calling. <laughs> and everything was going great in New York until I met Mexico City. And it was such a wild, a wild encounter. My, my first visit... Um, you know, as New Yorkers are always looking for like, oh, what's hip, what's next? And all the gossip had gotten to New York that, oh, Mexico City, it's like the new Berlin. Mm. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that sounds cool. I, I should go. My yeah, family's for an Mexican. Artist, especially. Yeah. Now. And I was always a, since I studied art history, I was always such a super art history nerd. And I was like, yeah, I should go. My roots, the art, it's calling. I booked my flight. A good friend of mine had offered me to house it for two weeks while she was gone for the holidays and Christmas and New Year's of 2013-2014. And it was really wild. As I am landing in the plane, I had this crazy sensation that I was arriving home. And it was so wild because I had never been in Mexico City ever. And I thought, this is bizarre. This is going to be a crazy trip. And from that moment, everything flowed so magically. I understood everything. There was, of course, it was Christmas season. There's piñatas and the gasolineras. And when I saw piñatas in the gas station, that was really what sealed the deal for me. I'm (laughs) like, I'm home. (laughs) So I continued to have two really amazing weeks in that first visit. That's a long visit. 
it was good. It was, I made friends, I met other artists, um, I made some boyfriends. <laughs> And I did everything, Pyramid, Xochimilco, Frida's uh-huh. House, um, Socalo, every tour you could imagine. Did you speak Spanish at this time? I thought I did. <laughs> but you were just trying it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I did. And now that I'm here five years in, I run into people and they say, wow, your Spanish is actually it's good now. I couldn't really understand Your Spanish you. <laughs> is so fluent now. You're more fluent than I am. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have to say Mexico is rad because nobody gives you a hard time for your language. And no, they totally they celebrate when you, when you try and when you struggle. And nobody even yeah. makes you feel bad about it. So No, never. <laughs> I've never had a bad experience. Yeah, it, it's very refreshing and such a testament to the, the brotherly love of Mexico. Yeah, the culture. Yeah, so... I went back to New York, and all New Yorkers know that it's never good to make a dramatic decision during January when oh, it's because freezing. it's freezing and depressing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'll just go back to Mexico City. I won't necessarily move. And so you were thinking about it after that trip? Yes. But when you came back, was the open house or the, what was it, the... The thing, yes. So while I'm uh, while I'm developing my plan of escape uh, to Mexico City to permanently live here, I run into my friend Dave, who works at a bar, and he, he still does, works at a bar. Uh, no, he is super rad, and he does um, concert production and works in the music industry. He's total boss. Fun. Uh, Dave calls me and he says, get here now. There's a guy from Mexico City at my bar that runs uh, an art fair in Mexico City. And I say, okay, cool, Dave, but I'm in Columbus Circle. You're in Williamsburg. This is going to be like a $60 taxi or two hours. And he's like, take the taxi. Mm. And here I am trying to save money to get to Mexico City, not wanting to spend 60 bucks on this taxi, but I did. Yeah, that's a lot. Because I trust Dave. And this magical night is what started everything. Um, my friend Champion, he organizes Salon Acme in Mexico City, which is mm. a contemporary art fair. And he saw my work. He loved it. Um, I do portraits. He invited me to do an artist residency that May of 2014 here in Mexico City. Residency. That's the word I was looking for. Sorry. It's been a long day. Don't worry, girl. I got you. <laughs> Residencia. Residencia. <laughs> yes, they learning's teaching some Spanish. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I spent um, a couple weeks in May here and the project was documenting a lot of the movers and shakers in Mexico City, chefs, musicians, designers, producers. And kind of all, um, everything that I was looking for, I suddenly, you know, had a posse of, uh, of new friends because of this portrait project. And it was in that trip they said, all right, let's seal the deal. Me plus you, Mexico City. Aww, Game on. True love. Yeah. I love it. So since you were just talking about your art, I want, I want you to describe it a little bit. I mean, I will describe it a little bit, and then I yeah, want you to you elaborate. Think about it? I think <laughs> Scarlett's work is really, it's spirited, it's consistent, it's, it's such a big, 
I don't know. You know, you meet some artists that are very like melancholy and blah, blah, blah. No. Scarlett is famous for painting during parties. Now she'll go and have her easel and be sketching caricatures of people during the party and smiling. And I went to <laughs> Fashion's Night Out one time and she was there in these tight plastic. What 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 was the material? Um, I don't know I think if they were leather. Like polyurethane. Yeah, I mean, it was like space <laughs> pants. I don't know, but she was like rocking it. It was like the perfect thing. She's like a... Um, She's she's a vibe maker, oh. and I don't know if you've ever just you know flipped through magazines. I'm sure you've probably even seen her work where there's like a really cool title and like you know let's say it's it's like a style section or a makeup section, a beauty section, and she oh, does the yes. titles, she does logos, she does she does more serious things that are actually like portraits of families and stuff like that. But she works with all kinds of luxury brands, and she has so much fun. Like she was in a park here and painted this big coach dinosaur, and mm-hmm. she's just kind of like iconic. And she Ooh, she la, la. yeah, I mean it. <laughs> she helps a lot of kids. She'll like she'll go on a vacation. I'll be like, oh, Scarlett's gone, and then I'll see that she's like volunteering and she's painting like a like a school and doing it and I'm like oh god <laughs> I mean I you know like to take naps and stuff on my vacation <laughs> but she really gives back with it she really brings a vibe and it's so fun yeah. and I just love her she's such a genuine awesome person and you know big open heart and she's adorable too when you see her the cutest little style and she surfs I mean she kind of like does everything it's like not normal she has to finish this podcast in time <laughs> to get to her ballet class I mean it's amazing which I thought your ballet studio closed is this a new one I got a new one that's amazing yeah it's a block from my studio in La Tabacalera amazing yeah La Cantera anyone looking for a great dance class in Mexico City good Highly recommended. Amazing, amazing. So, okay, so, I mean, that's my little intro to your art, but please tell us a little more. I'm sure you have a lot more technical descriptions. I love it. I mean, what else can you say? It really is all about the polyurethane pants. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I do have a lot to say. That's why we're here. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, so- no, the pants were, yeah, and there was a line. There was a line, like, all down the whole block of, of where we were in the, like, you know, down like six, eight luxury stores of that people waiting for her to sketch them. And it was beautiful and cool. And she made people so happy and just brought like a liveliness to that event, which is a lot of people go to that event. It was wild. It was that, cool. that was an event for Vogue. And I, for me, having just that fashion nerd inside, it was a dream come true and it was so cool to see people who have followed my work and lined up and waited hours for a portrait painted by me. So cute. I was really excited about that. And I think that day I painted like 200 portraits. Oh my God, you must have been exhausted. I couldn't even feel my extremities after that, but it was worth it. Um, all right. So explaining my art, that's almost like every artist's nightmare because, you know, we're always in an existential crisis of who are we? Where are we? What are we doing? What is our value? What do you like to do the most? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I, what I like to do the most are portraits. I, I am a painter. i work in everything from oil to acrylic to house paint. Um, my specialty is large scale, which also really helped me transition into the world of murals. Oh, yes. We have we have some mural uh, news here. <gasps> dun, she, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you can t- 
Tell us about it. Tell oh us gosh. about it, please. In August, I launched a new project um, looking always uh, tirelessly for people to draw. I decided to round up female muralists and do a portrait and share their work. And it is a new portrait series of mine called Mujeres Muralistas. We have gathered 250 muralists working in Mexico, um, Mexicanas and foreigners in Mexico. And this project is hopefully going to be a book very soon. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, so you're going to put all the portraits into a book. Yes. Oh my God, so it's cool. going to be the raddest book. And how did you get this word out to all of them? Was it through Instagram? Scarlett has an amazing Instagram and she's rocking it. Oh. You have a lot of followers. Well, fo- But it's really good. It's always exciting. Check out my work, uh, Scarlett Bailey is my handle on Instagram. Uh, without an E. Bailey without an E. Exactly. I think the other one, the other Bailey is like a bikini model. You could follow her too. <laughs> it's it's nice to have another Scarlet Bailey out there that's a bikini model. Um, so with all my work, um, doing various collaborations with fashion brands, as you mentioned with Coach, with Vogue, um, okay. uh, Elle Magazine, uh, of course, in the design world, Design Hunter, um, Allure, uh, West Elm, Bimba and Lola, yeah, Nike, Yves Saint Laurent. So cool. Um, the nature of my work really has to do with interacting with people. And when somebody sits for a portrait with me, my mission is to make them less conscious of the fact that they're sitting for a portrait and to totally lose themselves mm-hmm, and uh-huh. feel very comfortable. So I get to know a lot of people through my work, which is really rad. And it's also really great for my own social anxiety because I always have something to talk about when somebody's sitting and it's good to exercise that muscle. The dogs are <laughs> sitting on top of me and they're real close to the microphone. Oh my God. Pantera, stop it. No, I, no, no. Panteras like two pounds, <laughs> but she's ferros. Oh my goodness! What There's no doing? one here. It's just us. So I think that's a big part of it. Is your personality brings that in? I think another another part of what you're amazing at is your script. The way that you write is so beautiful. Oh. Like all the curves and the. I know you can do different styles, but your signature style is my favorite. Thank you, thank you. I didn't even say that. You did. You, Scarlett has done logos for me. She, she yeah. drew these gorgeous peonies. She. I wanted to give my mom the best present ever, and her and Scarlett are forever like long lost friends that they've never met each other. Panty, I'm gonna put you down. <laughs> no, baby. We got. Oops. Uh, she painted a portrait of my mom's dog just from a picture. So if anybody wants some portraits, you can even send her just a picture. Or you can do a video chat, right? You do that too. Yeah, write to me on Instagram. I would love to draw you and your pets, even if they're ferocious. Yeah, it's like, like my Pantera. mom's private prize, prize possession. And I have my own portrait of my boyfriend and I in my house. And I think I was sick the day she was supposed to come over. And I sent, and she kind of already knew my house and she knew me. So that's cheating a little bit, but oh my God, it was so on point. Yeah. And I, I did you guys. have a glass of wine in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was classic. very, it was very accurate. Classic, classic. Well, yeah. So getting the news out with my projects, like going back to Mujeres Muralistas, um, I just kind of wrote to everybody that I'd done a portrait of and said, hey, I have this project. 
would you mind sharing it? Do you know anybody? And it went totally viral, got really incredible news coverage. No, you got interviewed on a few news channels, right? Yeah. So cool. Yeah, which was also cool because my dream job was to be a news anchor as a little kid. So I finally got to live that dream. Nice. (laughs) Well, here you are back on the mic. Perfect. (laughs) Just here in my childhood fantasy. (laughs) So cool. It's really, really cool. And so what's it like living here? I will say that Scarlett is a working artist. Like that is one of the coolest things about Mexico, that there are so many working artists and architects and designers that are really well known in their time. And um, I do a lot of research on on older ones. and more historic ones, but it's so cool that you're just living in it. And then you're like, you know, getting together with other, other artists and stuff like that. But like, what is it like to work in this big, crazy city? First of all, not being fluent in Spanish when you came and now you have really like spread your wings. What if it has been like five years, right? Yeah. In July was five years officially. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, one of the things that really pulled me to Mexico City is it had all of the characteristics of what really constitutes a major art movement. Uh, People here work collectively. Uh, There's this really amazing culture here that I like to compare to the cantinas. you know, if you go out at night and you go to a cantina, there's always room for somebody else. You pull up another chair, pull up another uh, table, and it grows and grows. And yeah. suddenly what started as two people is a 14-person party. That's so Mexican. Exactly. It's beautiful Mexican. It's amazing. Yeah. And I think that collective creativity was something that I was really missing in New York. Uh, I moved to New York looking for it, really inspired by the neo-data movement and Jasper Johns and Robert Rauschenberg and John Cage collaborating in every way. And, uh, you know, I got to New York in 2007, realized I wasn't in the 50s (laughs) or the 80s. Um, And the dynamic that I lived in New York was awesome. It, It was very individualist, which is cool because then you are able to focus on your art and, and, if you do something great, then you are the star of the show, and it's exciting in that aspect. But to actually make history, I think you require masses. And here in Mexico City, I felt that people are more accustomed to working in groups and, and understand the power numbers. And um, working here, part of the magic is it's collaborative. People want to work together. Somebody has an open space, somebody's a DJ, somebody's a photographer, somebody's a painter, somebody does graffiti, and suddenly you have a party, mm-hmm. uh, somebody brings the beer, and boom, we've just made history in one night. It's so fun. So I think working, working here in Mexico is very liberating. You could be a lot more experimental. Uh, it's not, you're not so stressed. It's not such a money culture in the same way New York is. People are down to make art for art's sake and and do risky stuff here, which is super inspiring for me as an artist. I love it. It makes me so happy. So what <laughs> is your favorite museum here? Oh, man. Or gallery or artsy thing? Well, this, You can include historical places. Okay. Um, this is so hard because Mexico City has... It's the second 
takes second place for most museums in the world. It's nuts. It's wild. My favorite museum, uh, which for, has a special place in my heart, is the Museo de Juguete in La Colonia Doctores. Yes, and I still haven't been there. Oh, always no. always talk about it. No, we got to end this podcast. We're going to the Museo de Juguete. <laughs> Cut the mic. <laughs> <laughs> For me, not in this traffic, but yeah, maybe on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I had done street art since uh, 2004, I think was my first, the first time that I took to the streets to make something and my first legal mural was here in Mexico City. And oh my Santa God, you were doing it on the down and low before that? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You were like tagging places. It was... Um, you can see Scarlett's art on the streets here in, in like in La Roma. There's some of your girls. Yeah. <gasps> I love that. In Zihuantanejo, Scarlett did a series of these women and she... What were they on? Paper, like a paper that you... You can tell us. Yeah, it was a it was another portrait series of real women that decided to pose in the nude for the first time, and I blew up the original drawings into the life size format and cut them out and wheat pasted them all yeah. over Zihuatanejo. So you just got the papers wet and then glue on the back. Is that how it worked? Because yes. it kind of looked like wallpaper. It's almost the same technique uh, here in Mexico. There's an incredible. Uh, sealer at Comix. Oh, for all you wheat pasters out there, or anybody traveling <laughs> to Mexico City for a wheat pasting project, Comix wheat five pasters. by one is oh. the jam for all of your large scale outdoor collaging wheat pasting needs. And that I was how I did it. Actually, Museo de Juguete introduced me to that technique when I brought my first project uh, to their Urban Out Gallery on the uh, on the rooftop. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, so that place is, for me, iconic. Uh, not Juguete only... is a toy. Juguete, so it's a toy museum. Exactamente. You go there, it's surreal, it's creepy, it's a little scary, kind of jolly. It's a place that doesn't exist in any other part of the world. Single, single, five floors of, of toys with... Graffiti and murals all in between. So cool. So that's my number one museum to go to in Mexico City. Good tip. And no. that's a kind of in the, it's in the Bosque de Chapultepec. It's in the park, no? No, this one, this is in Colonia Doctores. Ah, uh, yeah, which is really not that far, but it's not. That's also where you can go watch Lucha Libre. So maybe you yeah. can make a day of it. Perfect day. A Friday is Museo de Juguete, Lucha Libre, uh-huh. and then... Patrick Miller. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the new hotspot she's been telling me about, whether it's really a hotspot or not, but we're excited about it. It is hot in terms of temperature. If you <laughs> haven't gone to the gym all week, just go two hours to Patrick Miller on Friday and you've burnt every taco off that you've ate in the entire month. It's like dance party city. <laughs> it's incredible. Wear a sports bra and biker shorts. So we will comment all of these little tips in the comments so you guys can check it out when you visit. Okay, I'm going to make you talk about one more project that you do that is like my absolute favorite and then 
I will say my biggest, your biggest fan, my mom, oh, is yes. like, okay, so you have to tell Scarlett the next time we plan a visit that she has to do a drink and draw. So Scarlett took this concept from other big cities around the world and turned it into this super intimate, cool, well now maybe not so intimate because they get bigger all the time. <laughs> um, the first one that I went to with um, my boyfriend, we were just in awe. We couldn't even believe it. These people are everywhere. So basically, well, I'll let Scarlett tell you about it, but it is the coolest, most fun thing. And every time I go, she has more people that are there and it's just so inspiring and it's like the most fun activity ever. So you'll have to follow Scarlett along and yeah, see if she can, see if you can work your way into one of these drink and draws while you're here. It is so fun. It's so inspirational. So cool. Okay. Hit it, Scarlett. Tell us. Boom. So drink and draw is an international movement that is intended to bring drawing to the masses and open doors um, to share this experience beyond the academia and art institutions. Uh, I always went to them in New York. Anytime I travel, I looked them up. And when I got to Mexico City, in 2014, I thought, rad, all right, let me see where the drink and dry is so I could go make some friends because I don't know anybody. I couldn't find one. So I started hosting them in my apartment uh, with 10 people and a six pack of beers. And it started growing and growing. Uh, th- those initial ones were really fun. We had a pole dancer in our wow. house. That was incredible. Nice. Wow, she must have gotten in some some crazy positions. So tell them about the models. (laughs) Another fun part of this event is I look for models who aren't necessarily trained uh, figure drawing models, uh, people that maybe have an activity that they've always dreamt of doing it naked in front of a lot of people, (laughs) like circus or pole dance or... Maybe they just want to be a little exhibitionist for the evening. Yeah. They lost some five pounds and they're excited. <laughs> or not. You know, maybe they want to show off those extra tacos that they had last That's week. True. <laughs> Something to be proud of. So the models are, are super varied and it's a fun experience for everyone. I think that the event really took off when we had our first one at Cine Tonela, which is another great place to go to if you're visiting in Mexico City. I mean, you got a lot of tips. Yeah. That's awesome. I, and there I sort of... Finagled my way in again when I moved here and I had no friends. I went to the movies every day and made friends with the the ticket guy. And I gave him the proposal for my event. And probably after seeing 50 movies, I finally got the contact for the director and they loved the idea. And and I host now regularly. I didn't know that part. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I know it's the X-Files of my arrival to Mexico City. (laughs) I mean, we all got that story. Yes. So um, I host this event now regularly. Uh, it's grown from 10 people to sometimes up to 100. It's nuts. Uh, it's really fun because it creates a community and a lot of people get to know each other. Uh, you pay your entrance and it comes with the open mezcal bar. So cool. Brought to you by the same guys that brought me to Mexico in 2014, uh, Miss Galunion. Uh, they're so cool. And materials and live model. Uh, my next one is coming up in at the end of October. The cool thing, I have to put that on my calendar. Yes. The cool thing also is that everyone comes up and shares their work with Scarlett or they share it with the person next to them that they might not even know. And then like she gives these little like 
uh, monogrammed like freehand uh, or maybe some of them are printed. I don't know. They have her designs on them so that you can save your work. And uh, if you're like my boyfriend, he's like super proud and thinks that he's like the best artist ever. But it's interesting to see everyone's perspective. And she has a lot of times a DJ. And then uh, and then it's like, okay, the this it usually it's a couple, right? Or is it sometimes just women or sometimes just men? Uh, it's varied. I, I try to have. It depends on the space. If the space allows, then I'll put a man and woman. Uh, sometimes it's all girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the next one, we're gonna have five models, and it's going to be three women, two men. Nice. Well, it's cool because she she's like, okay, 10 minutes. And she's like sketching along like with you. And then she'll have them change the pose. And then it's just interesting to see <clears throat> what different people focus on, like what part of the body oh, yeah. or what perspective they're at. And you're like sitting at, at on a table or you're sitting at a table or you're sitting on the floor, you're sitting on the stage, you're sitting, it totally depends on the venue, but it's pretty casual. So you like get comfortable and you're just doing your little sketching and it's, it's so fun. It's like this really unexpected, cool way to, I don't know. I mean, if you had a guest in town or you were a guest in town, I think it's the, the coolest thing or like maybe a date. I mean, it's a really good it's a ice, great date night. Yeah, it's a super date night. And, um, and you know, and then you get hungry and you go, you know, out to eat afterwards and you, and you discuss your, your new art. It's really fun. Yeah. I love it. It's, so cool and I just cannot be more proud of you that you are producing those things all the time I mean it's a lot because I know I do it for a living and I do it for clients so going out there and putting yourself out there and doing that all the time it's like a really big deal yeah you know it's and it brings people together and it makes people happy Exactly, exactly. And this is such a huge, marvelous city and there's so many places to explore and so many people to meet and the Drink and Draw has been an incredible platform to make that happen. Yeah, so cool. It's like you're making, you're designing your life and you're making, you're making things happen even if, you know, it wasn't there, now it's there. And now people <laughs> have something to do. Yeah. Thanks, girl. And I, I, I mean, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, so thank you, thank you. So... Working here, like working within the infrastructure of Mexico, like how do you perceive it? And like the whole, like how is it different from the U.S.? And what would you say to someone that maybe wanted to move here and start their own career? And it is a lot different if you're working for someone versus working freelance and working for your own company like you are, like I am. I mean, there are differences, but like what what do you think about it? Or what are some tips and tricks and things that you've learned that might help someone because it's overwhelming. It's a lot. Yes. Even just traffic on, on, <laughs> on a weeknight, not even a Friday can scare anyone. You never know what will happen in Mexico city. Yeah. Today. It's great to be here. Everyone was late to our meetings because they were transporting Jose Jose's ashes. In Pastes Cansa. And exactly. I'm so sorry, Jose Jose. I, I mean, I actually did an event for him for Telemundo and he couldn't come because he was sick but now you told me the whole drama about losing the body and stuff like that I thought it was just you know he was old and yeah rest in peace Jose Jose but you held up the traffic you're still making a splash buddy (laughs) but only in Mexico City would that kind of thing happen but I guess you know compared comparatively um I lived in LA when Michael Jackson died and everything stopped for like two days so whoa yeah it was so intense Nobody left the TV. You didn't go anywhere. You were just like frozen. 
It was the craziest thing ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to be Michael Jackson's neighbor in Santa Barbara. No, you didn't. Yes, and our campus is right next to his airport. So Whoa. <laughs> I, I know what it's like to have the, the Michael Jackson uh, traffic jam. Uh, I wish he was still around. No, I know it's a little is, controversial, but He's I, around. I like him. Anyway. So working in Mexico. <laughs> yes, working in Mexico. Sorry. <laughs> little tangent. Jose Jose, Michael Typical. Jackson. Shout out to it both. Happens. It happens. We love you guys. If you want to work in Mexico, you really can only do it if you believe in magic. If you're trying to do it. <laughs> it's true. If you're trying to bring in a New York style of work, a German style of work, Japanese even, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no. You have to kind of do things the way that they do it. The wonderful thing here is... It always happens. And sometimes some things don't come together until literally the last five minutes before. Ugh, call it's time. stressful. Yes. There's, a, there's traffic. There's complications. There's a, a, nothing about Mexico is predictable. And that's exactly why it's an incredible place to be. Right. <laughs> well, you're definitely never bored. Oh. Exactly. Never bored. Uh, but... A girl's got to make a living, mm-hmm. so you have to figure out how to work within that system. I think <clears throat> working here is super rad because there's so much opportunity, and people, like I say, love to be experimental. They love creating experiences, and they love art. So for me as an art artist... Art is like celebrity. Yeah. Art and architecture and design is like... Michael Jackson and Jose Jose. It's cool. (laughs) It's so amazing. When I moved here and, you know, I I think a lot of artists have this fear of presenting themselves and introducing themselves as, hi, I'm Scarlett Bailey. I'm an artist. I finally got rid of that fear. And here in Mexico City, when I introduced myself as an artist, people are like, oh, oh, wonderful. Maestra. (laughs) Whereas in New York, they're like, okay, well, what else do you do? Right. So it's you're very much celebrated in the creative industries here, and people are always looking. It's so rewarding. Yeah, I mean, Mexico has such a rich art history and and respect for the arts, so it's really easy. People want to keep those traditions alive and, and uh, celebrate art and make things special. So there are a lot of opportunities for work. You really just have to let go with any anal tendencies here. Yeah, but it's tough <laughs> because you're st- you're you're arty for sure. You're cre- you're creative, but you're still I really admire how you've developed this set of rules and these standards and you're very organized. You're not like arty flighty, like arty flaky. You're like arty business. I got to pay that rent, you know. Yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so smart because you could just be kind of like floating around and you know that would still work and you'd still be just as lovable don't worry but yeah you are making it work and it's a serious thing because if you don't take control then things will take forever and you'll never get confirmations and then there's uh, you know exchange rates and this and that and it's it's a lot exactly exactly well I in very non-specific terms no one wants to give you specifics here sometimes People like to be flexible. Yeah. But that's like if if you are anal or you are picky or you do have a certain, you know, 
thing in mind, it's it's hard to let go of that. Exactly. And I think for me, I've learned a lot about myself as an artist, what sort of conditions I feel most comfortable working in mm-hmm. and what is the environment where I could do my best work. I, of course, had to learn that the hard way. Um, sometimes giving, not pricing my work properly, not writing contracts, chasing money. And I realized dang, I'd rather be in the studio creating art rather than chasing after money, collecting from that last event or that last job. So now I have become very strict and I always work with a contract uh, just to make sure that everybody's on the same page, at least with what I'm going to provide to my clients. And then from there, everything could be as flexible as it has to be. And I know that I will have what I need for my events. I'll have, I mean, at least the space I need to create. And I, and they also know what you're bringing because you're really specific about that. And I like it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Speaking from a professional perspective, <laughs> because I would ask all of the questions that you're already giving that information. And it's really important. And of course, there are brands that do work like that here and international mm-hmm. brands that do work here that are not necessarily Mexican, but it's not the same. But you also do things in private homes, which I imagine is a little bit different. Yeah. The walkthrough uh, is really important to go and see the space. Exactly. For me, with all my clients, which ranges from working with brands to individual clients to also organizations and schools, for me, it's really important to know who my client is, understand them, believe in what they're doing, identify with them, because I pour my heart and soul into my work and I want to make sure that it's going to the right place. So good. (laughs) I love it. So what is the most recent fun project that you're excited about that you did? And what's your next one in store? Or what's your next technique that you want to try? Yeah, uh, well, my... uh, my latest project in Creators Muralistas is still on fire. So that baby is going to stay alive and start walk, crawling and walking and running. Uh, and my next project that I'm really excited for is my first solo expo in Los Cabos in <gasps> April. No. I, I haven't told you about this. No. Yet. That's yeah. so exciting. Where is it? It's going to be at the Viceroy in Los Cabos. No. In there. I don't know if you guys space. have seen pictures of that hotel. It is the coolest hotel. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We know the architect who did it. Oh, and he gave us a private tour when we went. And wow. I'm really lucky. It was so cool. And we had dinner there and everything. But it's just oh, insane. Oh, it's so delicious, the food. Yeah. Man. Delicious and beautiful. And it's in San Jose, which is a more quiet part of Cabo, which is where I live when I live there. Yeah. Love it. I'm being back it's on, on my marching grounds. Yeah. It's on Hotel Row. I'll have to visit you. I want to go. Yes. For sure. Please come. And everybody, come visit me in April. Uh, I think it's the second weekend in April. Uh, I'm going to be presenting a whole new series of work and doing a mural live. Uh, I'm... Really excited. You must be like peeing in your pants. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. When, when I got no, the my phone call. My face is hurting from smiling. That's so cool. I, I got the phone call. I was like, I think you got the wrong number. <laughs> They're like, no, it's you. <laughs> Did you really say that? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, so. Um, That's so exciting. I'm going to be working on a new technique a little bit with that. Kind of, if you see my art, my studio work looks very different from my urban art and a lot of my illustration collaborations with brands. Mm-hmm. So I kind of 
want to create a practice that fuses both of those worlds, uh, something that's gestural but colorful. Uh, my my work is either really color saturated and oil or very black and white right. and graphic. So this is going to be a little bit of a, a fusion of that. So cool. Thanks. So exciting. Thanks. So I'll definitely include uh, a link to all of your uh, places where we can follow you, which is definitely your Instagram, which we already said. Um, but yes. first, before we end, which I'm really sad, but I know you have to get to ballet and I know you're going to come back. <laughs> of course. So why don't you share, and I'm interested to hear what they are, your top three Mexico tips, anything, anything you've learned, your favorite restaurant, your favorite ugh, ice cream place. I already know that. <laughs> um, anything, your favorite city, your favorite thing about Mexico. Um, okay. Oof, this is hard. I have no, three. There's, there's a lot. Ish. I mean, you can go over if you want. The entire country. Well, I, I still have a lot of places that I need to know and meet here. Right. Um, Me too. In Mexico City, my favorite spots, the best ice cream, Neveria Paris mm. on Insurgentes in so good. Colonia San Rafael. I just realized it's my favorite ice cream place Yeah, too. Get the, the cardamom night. ice cream or the tobacco ice cream if you really want something memorable. So good. Uh, favorite place to get a drink would be Barbosforo in El Centro. Oh, I haven't been there. Delicious mezcal really fun environment and there is a dj that's hidden under the bar that plays the best selection of music and it's absolutely incredible that he spends like five hours in this corner of a tiny bar oh my god it's every night uh thursday to saturday if you want the dj Mm. and the quesadillas there are delicious okay what's it called again bar bosforo Bar Bosporo. Okay, I'm going to include these in the tips. And you got to trust Scarlett. Like anywhere she's going to go is going to be cool and chill and fun and definitely upbeat. Yes. Right? Is the only way. Yeah. I, I, if you, our next episode will be Where to Go and Cry. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never, not here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a secret. It's a secret place. <laughs> Only happens once in a while. Oh my gosh. Okay. And favorite place to dance, Patrick Miller. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or. You're getting ants in my pants. I want to go. It's your time, girl. The dance floor is calling you. I mean, I haven't visited the dance floor in a long time. It's church. Yeah. If you want to salsa cumbia, the best place uh, for me, I love Salon Tropicana and Plaza Garibaldi or Barbasu. For me, I think that it's such a privilege to go somewhere where there's a live band playing music. No, totally. In the States, it's very rare that there's a live band that I felt like dancing to. Well, if you guys go to Plaza Garibaldi, that's where all the mariachis go. Like, it's not a joke. Like, when I say that, it's I'm not kidding. So if you go, they say it's not really the most safe at night, but I think you're fine as long as you are looking out for yourself and, you know... You're just not, don't do any business transactions there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like keep your money, keep your Rolex, you know, tucked in and, and you should be fine. I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm a little blonde person walking around and I never really feel scared, but, and I've actually did an event in Plaza Garibaldi recently. It was during the day, but it's just so cute because there's all these mariachis going around. So all the little shout out to Tanampa. That's where I did my event. Oh, hey, now. And they're so sweet there. And you just have mariachis come in and serenade you. And it's just such a truly cultural thing. Um, 
So that's so cool. You you know of a salsa bar there. I didn't know. Yeah, it's incredible. Nice. It's very, very vintage, very colorful. I need to take Nicole there. Yes. Hey. What's up, Nicole? Nicole, we're thinking about you. <laughs> Nicole's an amazing designer in, in LA and an amazing friend. Heart. Love. Heart eyes. <laughs> Love, Nicole. Yeah. Uh, other favorite places, ooh, shopping. There's some incredible design what's fashion. Your, what's your favorite market? Oh, my favorite market. Well, that's hard for me. There, there's a showroom uh, in La Colonia Roma that has my favorite bathing suits and jewelry. What is um, it? It's I forget the name of the showroom, but we're gonna put that in the notes. Right. Uh, okay. But don't you, worry, guys. It's my favorite brand, Avocet. And Dulce Armenta. Nice. Avocé is jewelry. Dulce does really beautiful, basic, elegant, chic bathing suits. Nice. And Do they stay on when you're surfing? They're great to surf in. Nice. Which segues to my next favorite, best wave in Mexico, Saladita. It's incredible. Oh go gosh. go stop and say hi to the friends at Loot Gallery in Zihuatanejo. And then make your way. I love Zihuatanejo. Maybe the next episode we can talk about Zihuatanejo and we can have Rosha come. Let's invite Rosha. Is she living here now? We could get her. Okay. So there's a, a gallery called Loot Gallery and they're like real estate and and art and food and they do everything in Zihuatanejo and now they have an extension of their brand here. So, hello, Rausha and Lute. We love you, and we think everything you do is awesome. And we're expecting you to be here for the next podcast. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Wine time. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go dancing in Plaza de Garibaldi after. Um, well, those are really good tips. Yeah. Thank I'm going to do my homework and link them all up. Yeah. Yeah. There's more where that came from, but I can't, I can't let out all the jewels. No, not all the secrets at once. Not all the secrets at once. We'll wait for next time. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. So yeah, tell us your your website, your Instagram, your shout out, wherever you want people to find you, follow you. Uh, that sounds kind of scary, but you know what I mean. On social media. Right. On social media, it's, it's less creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> follow, uh, stop, well, stop I, you. I would love to receive anybody in my gallery studio here in Mexico City. So you could either write to me my website is scarletbailey.com. That's Scarlet with two T's, like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yeah. Bailey, like the drink without the E. <laughs> there, you can find my email, or you could write to me on Instagram, Scarlet Bailey. She has a really good Instagram, guys. It's so fun. <laughs> I love it. Thank oh. you so much for being here, and thank you for bringing Pantera. Of course, Pantera, Pantera's podcast debut. She's super psyched. Yeah, she's excited. No, well, thank you guys so much. I, I love chatting with you. I could do it for hours. I know. I can barely stop. It's trouble. <laughs> Especially if wine and cookies are involved. I know. I think, you know, a glass and a half during, <laughs> during the podcast is more than enough. I'm a little giggly now. <laughs> but like I said, your energy is contagious. It really is. Hey. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so glad that you're here in this crazy journey with me. It's nuts. But it's Thanks. so cool, and I would never, ever change it. Me either. So happy. So see you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Adios. Ciao, ciao. Blonde in Mexico. Podcast.
your authentic resource for everything Mexican. Blondes in Mexico with Danielle Keel. Blondes in Mexico. Abre tu mundo. Podcast. Encuentra. Consulta. Más contenidos de tu interés en pasajerofm.com.